1: And welcome into another post game edition of Spits and Suds. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Gavin Spittle of 1053, the fan. Unfortunately, for the second straight day, we do these post games with a loss, this time three to one, as the Rangers score a late empty net goal. It was two to one, and they win their eighth straight. They're the hottest team in the NHL right now. And the Stars lose their third straight now to the Edmonton Oilers, to the Boston Bruins, as well as tonight to the Rangers. So as I mentioned yesterday on the program, you know, you take six out of eight points. Well, now it's six out of a possible 10 points. You do have Ottawa coming up on Thursday. That's a very winnable game, although it's in Ottawa. And I did want to point out that Ottawa has a winning record at home so they're a much better home team also they've won their last five out of eight games and they just took florida to overtime so it was an overtime loss but they've beaten toronto they've beaten detroit in detroit so thursday is not a gimme folks and let me tell you also this ottawa is not a great matchup for these dallas stars Ottawa has given problems over the years for the Stars. There's talent. They haven't been able to put it completely together up there, but at the same time, this is not a gimme of a two points, but hopefully the Stars come fire it up, get those legs rested. A well-deserved uh, day off after a back-to-back. So they'll go at it on Thursday in Ottawa, and then they'll face Carolina, which will be very hungry to play the Stars team. Carolina thought they should have gotten some points here in Dallas. But it was the stars that uh, toppled uh, Carolina just about a week ago. So let's uh, talk about tonight and let's talk about some of the issues and some of the positives. The positives, clearly, let's start with that. Miro Haskinen back in the lineup. Congratulations to Miro and his, uh, his fiance, as well as Matt Duchesne back in the lineup. So it was great to see Matt Duchesne. Um, interesting news today that the stars, you know, called up Logan Stankoven, but, you know, Stankoven was not in the lineup. Could we see him on Thursday? I think that certainly could be a possibility. Um, and here's why Pete DeBoer might make the decision to juggle the lines once again. And the reason is, is when you look at that first line, that's playing a lot of minutes. It's just not producing right now. Jason Robertson, one point in his last three games. Ropey Hintz, two points in five games. Joe Pavelski, three points in five games. I think, I think Joe is a little snake-bitten. He seems to be hitting one or two posts every single game. But, you know, got to get these guys back on track. Clearly, they haven't been the line that they were last year and Pete DeBoer noticed that and juggled things up earlier in the year, and it did cause some effectiveness. Do you put Wyatt Johnston back on that first line to try to get Robertson and Hints going? So that's another possibility, so we'll have to see what happens on uh, Thursday. I thought Scott Wedgwood overall looked pretty good. I mean, he gave up two uh, goals on the road. That's all you could ask for as far as your backup. Scott Wedgwood has played really, really well this year so, um if you look if you look at the game notes, um Wedgwood made uh, fifteen out of seventeen. Uh, let's see twenty three out of twenty five saves, nine twenty save percentage. So I mean, that's pretty darn good. That's what you want out of your uh, out, out of your uh, goaltender, and he did a real, real nice job of that. So what's gonna happen with that first line? Will we see the debut of Logan Stankoven? The other positive news is, I thought Jamie Benn played really well. He was active in front of the net tonight. Uh, I think they kind of got snake bitten. You can call it great goaltending. I will call it great goaltending from the 2021-2022 Vesna Trophy winner, Igor Shostorkin. Uh, Shostorkin, he played terrific. Uh, But at the same time, it was like, how can some of those pucks not go in the net? Joe Pavelski with an opportunity where he hit two posts in the first period. Tyler Sagan with multiple chances in the third period. It just wasn't going in. In fact, you saw one of the missed opportunities where Shesterkin's lying on his back. And they just showed the camera angle from behind Matt Duchesne, and he just puts both arms basically right on his helmet. Like, oh my God, how did that not go in? So, stars were, stars were kind of snake bitten on that. But let's talk about another positive.
3: Put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: The stars are once again very good in their penalty kills. Short handed 17 out of the last 18 kills in their last six games. That is really good, especially when you look at the teams they've played. Edmonton, think of the firepower. Edmonton, McDavid, Hart Trophy winner, one of the best of all time. Boston, Pasternak, currently fourth in scoring. I know he had a goal, but before that, he was basically shut down. And tonight, the Rangers with one of the best power play units. I mean, you could just name all the players on there, including last year's runner-up for the Norris Trophy, Adam Fox. So, I mean, these teams are stacked for their power play, a lot of talent, whether they're hitting or not, but the Stars have shut them down. The flip side is we have some issues on the power play. Six games, 26%. It's been five of 19, but four of those goals have been in two games. It was the Nashville and Edmonton, where they were both two out of three on the power play. Other than that, the power play's pretty much been dead. And Miro Haskin actually talked about that after the game and just and, and used the term slow when it was the power play. Need to pick up the pace. And I really agree with him. It just looks too deliberate and too slow, and it's like, okay, are we going to shoot on net? It was almost like they're looking for that perfect pass, and I think this is where the Stars get hurt, and I know it's old-school thinking, but you look at some of the teams that still use the slap shot from the point. The Stars have used that wrist shot for tips, and it's extremely effective, but you know what also can happen? It gets blocked a lot. And the other thing that's happening on this power play, and you saw it tonight, is odd man breakouts, while on the power play, it seems to happen one to two times a game. It has not come back to bite this stars team, but if you keep giving those opportunities, you're going to find yourself, you know, in in a situation where you're giving up shorthanded goals like they did the other day in Boston. So um, that was pretty disappointing. I thought the Rangers had some really good chances shorthanded tonight. And, you know, If I'm the stars, I'm looking at that and saying, hey, understand that we need to be better on the power play, but we really do have to be better defensively. And that's not only on the uh, defense. I was talking to Craig about this. That's also on the forwards, making sure that they get back and making sure that they have their responsibility as far as back checking. Because a lot of times they're caught in the offensive zone. So, like I said, Thursday against Ottawa, Saturday against Carolina before you return home. So do I think they played bad tonight? No, I don't think they played bad at all. Um, do they? Do I think they could have gotten two points? Not compared to the Bruins. I mean, the Bruins, they got a point out of that, but you could see they controlled the game against the Bruins. They didn't get to um, get into that deep four check and that checking, which I really liked against Boston. Um, That wasn't the case against the Rangers, might have been tired legs, but they kind of went away from that game plan, might have been because uh, Haskin was back in the lineup as well as Duchesne, so kind of uh, released from that basic philosophy that they had against the Bruins, which I actually really liked uh, as far as some more physicality in the lineup, so we didn't really see that uh, tonight, but we have to admit. The Rangers are an outstanding team. They're a Stanley Cup favorite. And if you look at the two games, you were down by two goals at the AAC and you came back to beat them. And in this one, you were one goal down until you pulled your goalie, which you had to do in the remaining minutes. So overall, when you look at you know how they've played some of the best in the NHL. Really tight against the Rangers. Really tight against Boston this year. So you know, I think once again, and Jamie Ben pointed this out after the game, he thinks the team's playing really well, and I think they're playing really well. What you have to avoid is the letdown on Thursday. Those are two big points, especially since Colorado won tonight, and also Winnipeg won tonight. So therefore, the standings are much tighter, and uh, now. Uh, Colorado is just two points behind the stars, whereas uh, Winnipeg is just three points against the stars. Stars are still six, two, and two in their last 10. So playing good hockey, seventeen and seven uh, on the road, I mean, compare that to their home, seventeen and eight. I mean, that's impressive that basically you're playing the same at home as you are. On the road. So we'll be back at it again with some more spits and suds episodes this week. Once again, stars fall to the New York Rangers back in action Thursday night against Ottawa. Thanks to Greg Finley, our producer. As always, I'm Gavin Spittle. Thank you for supporting spits and suds. Have a great day, everyone. (sighs)
3: Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com?